The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. And that's exactly what it's all about. The time has just gone 18 minutes past five. Joining us on the line from Israel is our correspondent, Rolene Marks. Rolene, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us once again. Shafuotov, good afternoon, everybody. A pleasure to be here. Michael and I wave to each other because we can do that on Zoom. <laughs> um, before we get into today's top stories, we do have some news that broke in the last hour or so. And this is that the IDF has uncovered footage of hostages, uh, Shiri Bibas and her two young children, Ariel and Kafir, from the early days of the war. Now, according to reports, the, uh, the IDF has shown the footage to the Bibas family members and is awaiting their approval to publish it widely. Uh, and I just want to reiterate, despite what Hamas uh, claim, that Shiri, Ariel and Kafir were killed. The, that claim is unverified. I repeat, that claim is unverified. We still don't know the, the fate of the Bibas family, but a spokesperson for the Bibas family reacts to news of the video, which uh, is footage from the early days of the war. He says, in it, you can see the family arriving in Gaza alive and Hamas is the sole is the one solely responsible for the safety of Shiri, Ariel, and Kafir. Now, if we remember, all four members of the Bibas family were kidnapped on the 7th of October. We know they have separated Yadin, the father, from the rest of his family. There was that horrific uh, psychological um, warfare video released a couple of months ago where Hamas filmed themselves telling Yarden that his family had been murdered once again. That is not verified. We still don't know the the whereabouts or the fate of uh, the Bibas family. Uh, and of course, uh, that is done to torment not just the hostages, but also the people of Israel. And uh, we will see whether or not the Bibas family approve the footage to be shown mm. to the wider public. Oh, praise continue. And also, we, we, Sorry, we, do on, not show, mm. we do not show footage of, mm. um, we don't show Hamas videos. When Hamas release videos, we will not contribute to the psychological trauma of our citizens. Our prayers continue from this part of the world, uh, Rolene, hoping for the safe return of the hostages and the end to this horrific war. Rolene, earlier on, uh, we were chatting about this United Nations top court, which opened uh, today, hearings on the legal consequences of Israel's occupation of Palestinian territories, with more than 50 states due to address the judges. This came about pretty sudden. Or did it? You know, or did it, it, yeah. it, it suddenly... It suddenly sprung up. Mm. Uh, so uh, these these hearings are underway. I'm going to read you the statement which which the court released uh, to those present in the courtroom today. Uh, this is a statement uh, from the Prime Minister's office. And it says that the State of Israel does not recognize the legitimacy of the ongoing proceedings. The mm. trial is designed to harm Israel's right to defend itself from existential threats. The hearing in The Hague is part of a Palestinian attempt to dictate the results of a diplomatic settlement without any negotiations. We will mm. continue to fight this attempt and the government and the Knesset are unified in rejecting this uh, invalid trend. Now, uh, we saw last week 
a, a an article in the Washington Post saying that the uh, United States and several other countries uh, would recognize unilaterally recognize a, a Palestinian state. This has been roundly rejected by. Um, uh, by Israel, by the by the cabinet, and, and the reasons are are very very simple. First of all, you can't impose a solution or a state on both people. They are it, it's patronizing both to Palestinians and to Israelis. The only way to to sort this out is through negotiations. So, if I was a betting person, I'd wager a bit that uh, what the court will rule is that the parties must move to negotiation immediately. Yeah, we have, we still have this negotiation tango perspective going on, but now we have the IDF recovering medicine of hostages. Well, just last week, you and I were talking about the, mm. the medicines that the hostage families along with the uh, French officials and Qatari officials had organized for the hostages that are being kept uh, and held by uh, Hamas terrorists, in uh, whether it's in their terror tunnels or, uh, as we are learning, in the homes of, of ordinary Palestinians. But the IDF have been operating in and around the Nasser Hospital, which I just want to stress is still operational. Uh, regardless of reports coming in from the New York Times and others saying that uh, the hospital is not operational, it is operational. Our forces have not disturbed the patients or the um, the medical personnel there. But what we have done is we have arrested uh, many Hamas operatives wearing medical clothing, posing as medical personnel and we have eliminated terrorists uh, who just yesterday fired towards um, southern communities the day before yesterday which would be i think saturday i've lost time uh, michael sure. uh, fired sure. towards uh, the the city of ashkelon uh, we haven't seen a barrage of rockets fired towards ashkelon in in, in a while but that uh, happened on saturday and our, our forces uh, eliminated them but along with the medicines that were uh, destined for the hostages, which we now know they have not received, mm. uh, were also cars stolen by terrorists who came through on the 7th of October from Kibbutz near Oz, belonging to the Kibbutz. Several cars were found close to the Nasser Hospital as well. Rowling, let's just go overseas, or rather go go abroad for a moment. I see now Israel's president, what am I saying? Brazil's president has been declared persona non grata in Israel. Mm -hmm. So this is President Lula of Brazil. He has been declared formally uh, persona non grata in Israel because yesterday he made comments comparing Israel's operations in Gaza to uh, the Holocaust. And as you can imagine, he has been absolutely condemned Mm. by President Herzog, Prime Minister Netanyahu, Foreign Minister Israel Katz, Defense Minister Yoav Gallant, Opposition Ministers Benny Gantz, Opposition Minister Yair Lapid, uh, and Danny Dayan, the chairman of the Yad Vashem Holocaust Museum and Memorial in Jerusalem. Now, our foreign minister summoned the ambassador from Brazil to Israel for a reprimand today at Yad Vashem. 
as you can imagine, mm. uh, at Yad Vashem. And, and uh, the, uh, the comments made was that, you know, not only has the, he revised history uh, and has insulted the memory of the six million murdered during the Holocaust, but he's actually acting, uh, quote unquote, Prime Minister Netanyahu as the most virulent anti-Semites. Rolene, uh, looking at uh, some other news uh, breaking here, we also have now with uh, Ramadan around the corner, the Attorney General is said to oppose a broad uh, Ramadan limit on Temple Mount access for Arab Israelis. What's happening there? well, this has become a, a, a controversy, a flashpoint at the moment. The security minister, Itamar Ben-Gavir, I'm sure you're all shocked to hear that, uh, he proposed that, uh, according to his belief, there should be restrictions on access to the Temple Mount. Now, uh, th- th- there is no way that this, this will fly. Ramadan has always been a very, very difficult um, month here in Israel. We see significant upticks in violence. And uh, the Prime Minister has said, no, Ramadan will proceed as usual. There will be no restrictions to worshippers going up on, on the Temple Mount. And, you know, just to remind uh, Minister Ben Gavir, that this operation by Hamas was called Al-Aqsa Flood, you know, um, in reference to the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Mm. And, uh, you know, there, there is no way that Israel will want to do anything to disrupt the status quo on the Temple Mount. Ronan, I know I'm bouncing here and there. Let's just go back overseas just very Bounce quick. Bounce away, my good friend. <laughs> Let's just go overseas very quickly. And uh, yeah, we had this over the weekend. This imam reciting a Quran at the Belgian parliament calling for the killing, kidnapping of Jews. Well, it's a genocidal call. So why is this not tackled? That is a good question. I think if we can send in a, a request to the office of Zane Dango and Lady Pando. Um, this is in Parliament. This is definitely a call for genocide. But then I'm sure because they were spotted saying from the river to the sea, which is a call for genocide as well, they probably will give that a wide berth, Michael. I don't think we should mm. bet any money on Lady Pando and Zane Dango. You know, doing anything about calls for genocide against the Jewish people, seeing the lady pend or participated in them herself. <laughs> Ronin, sorry, I must ask this question very quickly. Uh, how do things look uh, on the northern border at the moment with uh, with Lebanon? Because Hezbollah has been in the limelight, uh, limelight recently. W- 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 it's a good question. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> It's a good question. There, there has been an exchange of fire today. Israeli Air Force striking Hezbollah targets uh, in the south of, of Lebanon. But uh, we, we, we don't really want to open up another front, but sure. we are prepared should that open up. And we have to deal with the, the, the problem of Hezbollah in the north. We will do that. As our defense minister said, the noses of our fighter jets mm. are pointing north. Well, if you're in studio right now, you'll see me waving goodbye to Rolene. Rolene, it's time to say goodbye once again. Thanks so much for joining us at this point in time to bring us the latest as to what's happening in Israel. Our correspondent, Rolene Marks.